Happy New Year's, guys. 2019 Woo-hoo. is going out the window. We're going to shovel that away and hope this new year is better. Tomorrow is 2020, and it still feels like the future. <laughs> <laughs> the future is now. Oh, there it was. The yeah. future is yesterday. Weird. What a time. Well, the year of hindsight. Oh. Get it? Get it? It's a lot of... Got uh, it. You a lot dummies. of regrets. I said, ooh, <laughs> as in I got it. Don't placate my shitty humor. Well, 10 years of horror movies. What did you guys think of this decade of horror? It was a good one. Yeah. Uh, I, when I went back and looked, there was uh, more movies came out this decade than I remembered. Yeah, the world got introduced to the Conjuring universe this yeah. decade. The Purge. The Purge. All kinds of stuff. Bloomhouse in general became a thing. Yeah. What were your favorite three of the decade? Take us home, Garrett. Oh, take it home. off. Start kick it off. You don't take us home like means like <laughs> yeah, finish, finish it, it off. Right? Okay. Kick it off is what this I meant. Is, this is gonna say. be the definitive answer, evidently. Because it's New Year's uh, Eve. Give me some slack. Okay. Well, he's already he's, he's hitting the nog early. Yeah, yeah. With uh, <laughs> Puppet Master, Littlest Right. No, I'm just kidding. That's my that's my honorable mention. I I forgot that that movie came out last year. It's great, but um, no. So my three are going to be. It part one and part two. I'm counting those as one just okay. because it is kind of like you have to have one without the other. A survey right. says we'll allow it. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> cool. Um, Halloween 2018 because that shit came in hard and just kind of revitalized the whole like you can you can do remakes right. You can do you, you can pick up a franchise and reboot them and whatever you need. And plus solid film start to finish. And as much as it pains me to say The Conjuring because really that movie is solid. It's a, a good movie from start to finish, paced well, edited well, acted well. And to be honest, it really kind of set the bar for all those those movies coming out. I mean, even though Insidious was first, I feel like Conjuring just did a little bit better job. You know, like Insidious story better. And it launched a franchise that spanned the whole decade, right? I mean, when you talk about horror in 2010 or the 2010s, you can't you can't skip the Conjuring universe. It just really was so like I, I was looking through the list of all the movies that came out over the past decade of horror movies. And I, I just kept coming back to the fact that like that movie made such an impact. And even though I don't like those kind of movies, it, I enjoyed it, which was kind of impressive. So I loved it because I mean, it just was the, the proper way to do Stephen King. I thought everyone just nailed it in every part of that movie. Halloween. You guys know my, my thoughts on that. And then the conjuring. So yeah, those are my three. Okay. I uh, I like the original Conjuring only, really, out of the whole franchise. But it's a good film, so I get it. That's that's what I'm saying. It's the first one. I mean, I, I haven't seen the second one. I didn't care for any of the Annabelle, you know, like all that stuff. The Nun was ugh, ah, the, the Nun. nun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but again, I just you can't. I can't. I couldn't deny on my list like how important that movie was for 2010 to now. Okay, well, it's got its representation, John. Um, well, there was a bunch of overlap, so I'm not going to pick Garrett's, but I agree with all of his choices. Um, I will go with um, wait, wait, It Follows. Are you, are you like not picking the movies? Well, I, I had a whole or? list. I have a whole list oh, of okay. movies. Yeah. Okay. You're cherry picking. John yes. can't stop at just three. Okay? I can't. <laughs> but It Follows was number one on my list anyway. Okay. Uh, because mm-hmm. I think that that was a very transitional film. And as we talked about in our episode, I think it was a... Uh, watershed horror film that opened up for a lot of different types of horror that came after It Follows. You know, um, I don't even recognize you anymore. John in 2014 did not like that film. 
No. John and Mark 2014 went to see that movie and we both walked out going, I don't understand what the big fucking deal is. I know. It grew and on here me. here you are on the other side of the table. Twice now. Yeah. Twice. I know. I uh, It grew on me over time. It grew on him like a sexually transmitted curse. <laughs> <laughs> it, yes, that's exactly it. Um, for another movie that I also did not like, but will recognize its importance was Midsummer, so I put that number two on my list. Over Hereditary? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I okay. know. I know. Okay. It was a tough choice. Hereditary's on my list but much further down um and then i picked tucker and dale uh because i love that movie and we'll always watch it forever <laughs> <laughs> i will watch you forever movie that was, you and kiss you. that was definitely in my like my honorable mentions like if i needed to go expanded yeah but um as much as i love that movie it was just like i just thought there was more important horror movies that's kind of why i didn't pick that there all right since yours blends over to mine one of mine is definitely tucker and dale i think that that blends comedy and horror to the perfect ratio and it's still great every time i watch it and it keeps getting funnier every single time i see it i think that uh you know you guys may lean more towards cabin in the woods but like i said on the cabin of the woods episode that movie's starting to diminish a little bit whereas this one i can continually watch and still have just as much fun with it as i did the original time I can see that. So also on this list, Garrett, you mentioned about movies doing remakes, right? Evil Dead 2013 is on my list because I think that one was able to take a concept, do its own thing, make it gorier, make it more horror than maybe the franchise ended up being. And I thought it was fantastic. And I think it's great. So that's I would, what it's on I would agree with you, except for the fact that it was just a little bit too hardcore gory for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a little bit rough at times. And I was like, oof. it is made it so great. It is definitely a little hardcore for sure. Now, I'll give a few honorable mentions before I go with my top one of the decade. Uh, Girl with all the gifts. Oh, oh, fuck. I forgot about that one. Proves that you can still have a good and original story with zombies. Even so many movies later from when we kicked off from Night of the Living Dead. Retroactively honorable mentioning that one as well. <laughs> good good, good call. Great. Uh, the Last Shift, I think, is a fantastic film showing what you can do with a minimal budget, minimal mm-hmm. cast, and just creepy, uh, you know, surroundings. I, if you haven't seen it yet, please do. It's a great one yes. about a female cop on her first day at the job at an empty precinct. It's so on our list. It's on there. It'll, yeah. We'll get to it. And then The Terrifier gets my last honorable mention. What? Because I had no expectations and I was wowed. And that doesn't what? happen very often. Of the de- maybe of the, of the year. Decade? But it's an honorable mention. Look, the I'm sure there was zero budget to that thing. And it was gory. Wow. And the effects were good. You remember when they cut the guy's head off? It looked no. just like the head. Let me tell you, I <laughs> liked the Terrifier. Uh, I just don't know that it was in the top hundred of the decade. Well, y'all know me. I came around during that episode to be like, okay, you know what? I don't like dislike this movie as much as I thought I did when I watched it but Ooh, okay. no offense the terrifier crew not on my decade top five i mean definitely. i'm offended for them yeah on, my, on their behalf you know what, Mark's <laughs> bringing the hot takes i love it no oh. look i i just wanted to give it a spot because again i i was looking at mark this, loves a good charity case <laughs> movies don't scare me okay so when a movie gets me to emote in any form or fashion it sticks with me and this movie is like i said is one of the ones that i had no expectations for and i was like holy shit by the time it was over that's fair i felt that way about clown Clown was in one of my arms. Oh, I did like Clown that, too. That was one of those ones that came out of nowhere, and I was like, "Holy crap, this is a yeah, solid I put Clown film. above Terrifier." See, that's what I would. That's why I was just kind of like, "Wow, Terrifier!" But again, that's cool, okay, man. Clown and Terrifier can occupy the same honorable mention. They should, they okay? should start a circus. Ooh, <laughs> a clown crew. <laughs> the clown crew circus. All right, my top movie of the decade. I was struggling with his two films, Midsummer and Hereditary. Now, I ultimately went with Hereditary because, again, that fucking movie was able to build up suspense 
let you sit in it. And man, I felt every moment of it. And I'm talking about the scene before and after Charlie loses her head. Spoiler alert, in case you haven't heard or seen Hereditary. Heard, heard our episode about her, not her. Yes. <laughs> in case you're just listening to horror movies. Yeah, you, you heard of Hereditary? <laughs> I've heard of it. Uh, Again, like I said, uh, I movies that really make me feel are what uh, gets a spot on this list. And that moment, like I've never seen anybody be able to capture such a dread and make the audience just sit in it and they don't let you t- turn away from it to the point where Peter doesn't even know how to deal with that moment. And Garrett, that pissed Here you off go. so Here bad. We go. But that's what makes oh, it boy. so wonderful. He's like, as soon as I move forward, this becomes real. But here I am. I am I'm living in some sort of plane where Charlie's not dead and I'm just not going to deal with it. Tune into our knockoff podcast where Mark breaks down hereditary. Yeah, scene I'll, I'll by refer scene. you all to our hereditary episode yes. if you want more of Garrett not caring about <laughs> Mark's empathetic argument Great at movie, all. a movie I just could not get into. Well, anyway, yeah, that's my picks. All Those right. are my picks. See, the thing is, I'll respect that, though, because an Ari Aster film in the the decade as being influential and impactful, yes, I, I believe that one of those films should be on there. I wish it was a different movie altogether, but... Yeah, I'd go. I'd go with Hereditary over Midsummer personally, though. I think fight, 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 fight. I would say Midsummer is better overall, longer lasting film, like from start to finish. But the moments in Hereditary were stronger for me, and that's why I picked it over Midsummer. Okay. All right, Stranger across from us. Yes, that's me. Hello, sir. You, we know we know Hi. him, right? Oh, do we? Yeah, he's not a stranger. <laughs> he's a stranger to our <laughs> listeners. Uh, oh. Matt, they may not know me. That's right. Okay, Matt, what are your top three movies of the decade, horror related? Oh, uh, well, hi, I'm Matt from the Grindhouse Podcast. and You'll um, get your intro I, after the cold open, all right? Just no, waste no time with the plugs. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know who I am. Yeah, I've we'll tell them tell all about people you. Who, tell, them, tell the world about me. Uh, well, Mark, Mark, tell them what he's won. Oh, yeah, well, uh, it's a new car. Uh, Mark, you and I have been friends for a very long time, and I, take, I think today in this situation is one of those situations that shows why. Starting off, my number one film of the decade was at the beginning of the decade, 2010's Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, look at the crossover uh, we're getting oh, here. It's <laughs> well, great. Just wait. Uh, <laughs> because that was a film that I was laughing the whole time. And I think the thing about it is I, I didn't want it to be a horror film. But when I look back at it, it checks all the marks on the list. Definitely. It yeah. is a horror film. But man, you were laughing the whole time. Yeah. You're having a good time. But there is a sense of danger. There's monster, sort of. There's all the things. But uh, yeah, every time I think of them yelling, college kids, we got your friend. <laughs> I, I just laugh, yeah. you know, out loud. With that. Kids keep yeah. killing themselves on the property. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or the yeah. scene where they're like, the cop thinks they're gay. Yeah. You know, like all yeah, of those so scenes good. are great. Every, every horror trope is in there. Listeners, yeah. watch this movie. Yeah. I mean, there are certain horror films that they they, they get your gut hurting so much because you're wrenching from the gore and the horror. And there, there's some that make your gut hurt because you're laughing so hard, apparently. I don't know. That's not really a thing. But Tucker and Dale versus Evil has that. But it actually had the, the gore, too. And like the kid oh, jumps in the yeah. wood chipper. I'm sitting there going like, oh, God, no. Like, I'm like, yeah. they, all the gore in Tucker and Dale was also mm-hmm. very, like, intense, which was interesting because you do not expect it to be in that kind of comedy. That's what I'm saying. It, it checks all the marks on the list and it is a horror film. So that was my favorite first starting off the decade. That was my favorite one for a while. Uh, 2013 brought us a remake of evil dead mm-hmm. or a sequel. I don't know however you want to look at it. And that is definitely on my list. Uh, and it's my number two. Um, it, that, that to me was 
a horror experience because you guys talk about the gore and that's that's the thing is it the film has gore and pain dangling over your head with the the thread about to break and the sword about to drop at any moment and you just never know when the next punch to the stomach is going to come and that's what it is about evil dead the remake they've removed all the comic elements of the sam raimi films and they've turned it into something that you're you're just kind of hoping the end will come soon because it's it's hard to watch. Yeah. But it makes it fun because you never know what's coming next. I agree. Yeah. Especially in like, you know, it's not uncommon for horror movies to get remade. It's been done since, you know, John Carpenter's of the Thing, Invasion mm-hmm. of the Body yeah. Snatchers, et cetera, et cetera. But this decade has had a lot of those. And I would even argue a lot of missteps in the remakes in this one, along with 2018's Halloween, shows how it could be done properly. Yeah, absolutely. That's that. That yes. You, if you're gonna remake it, you need to raise the bar. You need to respect the original, and you need to you need to try. <laughs> yes, please try. <laughs> that is true. Actually, the Evil Dead remake or reboot, whatever you want to call it, definitely did respect the original like franchise. Oh yeah. So as much as I'm not a huge fan of the original like Evil Dead franchise, like I was like, wow, you guys treated this with respect. Like they really did not do anything to negatively impact the roots of it, which I thought yeah. was kind of cool. They vis- they visited all the stations of the cross. They cut the hand off. They had the chainsaw. <laughs> they swallowed the souls. They did all the stuff from the original, but in their own horrible way. <laughs> so yeah, great time watching that movie. And my third film, Mark, is uh, Hereditary. <laughs> Get a room, you two. Man, it's like we all picked the same three and we did not discuss this beforehand, no, listeners. Mark just passes his list across the table. I was like, read these. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you want to plug yeah. your podcast, you read them exactly yeah. as they're written. You hear me? Yeah. Well, man, in the age of the jump scare, Ari Aster showed that getting into our heads and making us think and uh, can, can really still, it still counts, man. And I, I appreciated that film a lot because um, he doesn't show you most of the gore. He hides it from you and he lets you just imagine what happened. Yeah. Uh, oh, that ride home after the horrible tragic <laughs> event in the beginning you're just yes. going what could it be and then when you hear the mother scream in the morning oh the mind starts working and the horror is there so yeah he's he's a very clever filmmaker uh midsummer was a blast as well but i think hereditary felt more like a horror film agreed well there's our well, three I'm gonna, ch- well, I'm gonna jump in here oh, oh I, i'm sorry yes, I, I was in a way we could do all these honorable mentions so i think it's important because <laughs> okay. uh, you put in like nine movies and we're like they're my three uh, three and then uh, we added clown oh uh, <laughs> i'm glad i stuck with three i know but i think it's important for my fourth pick was us i think uh i think it's important to have a jordan peele movie on here and i Over really went out, back huh? and forth between get out and okay. us but when i think about movies that like w- i would personally probably rewatch more often it's gonna be us like in the future um, do you feel like that's because the movie has doesn't rely as heavily on the kind of the twist at the end as Get Out did? Yes, I think from so. From a rewatch factor. Yeah, exactly. Once okay. you kind of know what's going to happen with Get Out, like it's still a good film. It's still a but great film, yeah. I think it's like a flaw inherent in the twist type movie. You know, the, the second or third time you enjoy it because you're piecing things together that you missed. After that, though, you're like, all right, I get it. And that's so. had a little bit of a twist, but it didn't rely as heavily on it as Get Out did, right. in my opinion. So it sounds like if we had to crown the movie of the decade, though, it goes to Tucker and Dale because it was on everybody's list, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't on mine. Okay. But I will give it to you. All right. Three (laughs) out of four. Congratulations, Tucker and Dale. (laughs) You won the decade.
Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk podcast. My name is Mark. Again, joined with Garrett, John, and special guest from the Grindhouse podcast, Matt. How's it going? Now, Matt, as we are wont to do, anytime we have a guest, you're going to have to take the monster test. The monster test. Dun, dun, dun. I'm ready. You're ready. Okay. Your whole life has come down to this moment. Are you ready? You just said you were. So let's move into it. <laughs> are you still ready? <laughs> still ready. Question one. What are the two ways to kill a vampire? Oh, there's more than two ways, but... Oh, give um, us two. My favorite ways are a stake in the heart. You pin them right to that damn coffin so they can't get out again. Uh, wooden stake, preferably. Uh, and the other one is the good old... Lock them outside when the sun comes up. <laughs> Get on outside, <laughs> you just close the dog door and don't let them come back in when that sun comes up. And I want a movie where a vampire tries to get to the doggy door <laughs> to get out of the sun. Scream style gets stuck. Yeah. <laughs> movie makers, if you're listening, please put that in put your movie. Duct tape over the envelope slot. <laughs> no, because it can turn into bats. Oh, that's why that's the envelope slot. That's one of the slot. powers that you don't see a lot. Yeah, anymore. yeah. It really see, has people don't think off. about that. You got to duct tape the envelope slot. Are they going to batty on in, man? Yeah, and, well, you have to invite them in. That's an important thing, right? Isn't that a vampire thing? This is thing? if they've already been invited. Oh, okay. if, you're, if you're to that stage, yeah, you yeah, probably already messed up. Got and it. let's not forget Lost Boys rules. If you invite them in, you lose all ability to use Un- garlic and other things like that Ooh. on them. Remember? Oh, you're, right. You, you lose all the, the benefits of being able to fight a vampire. Now this mm. test is in the vampire weeds. Let's get back to question number two. <laughs> Frankenstein, the name of the guy or the monster? Oh, well, I mean, obviously we all know that Dr. Frankenstein made a monster, but come on, man, it's 2020. People have been calling him the Frankenstein for a hundred years now. <laughs> it's his name now. Nerd! <laughs> I heard the correct answer and your wrong answer, so we'll give it to you. Uh, number three, how do you kill a werewolf? Uh, you can shoot him with a silver bullet, but I do feel like if you smushed them under like a pneumatic hammer or like cut their head off it would probably work too well, i mean there's gotta be why one don't you try it out and let us know i will okay good <laughs> question number four frankenberry booberry or count chocula chocula come on yeah what it, turn, it turns what a, the milk brown dog every <laughs> guest mark every guest a vanilla so answer <laughs> no one is gonna pick. somebody's gonna pick frankenberry god dang it <laughs> all right question five. frankenberry the name of the cereal or the doctor <laughs> <laughs> he's the name of the marshmallow <laughs> question number five who is the unofficial grave talk mascot this might Ooh. be tough if you don't listen to all the episodes. <laughs> Hasn't come up as no, much. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you haven't listened in a while, we may not. This know. is a deep cut, so we'll oh. cut you slack if you don't know. No, I think I know this. I think I've learned, listened to enough of your episodes. Um, it's... He says Frank and Barry, I'm leaving. It's not, <laughs> no, it's not Frank. It's like somebody from a movie, right? It it's, is. Uh, it's an actor. Yeah. yeah. A male. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, yeah. Some clues would be helpful. Yeah, if you guys want to, because... You might need to give people clues for this one when you have guests. A male, a male actor. He has appeared in a Hellraiser film. Yes. A Hellraiser. Hellraiser. A Hellraiser film. Hellraiser film. Okay. Um, it's that guy that. No, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Adam Scott. Uh, who's Adam Scott? He's a guy from Party Down. He's also in Parks and Rec. Ben Wyatt. Krampus. Krampus. Really? He was in a Hellraiser film. How about that? He was the one in space, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, he was yes. in the first half of Hellraiser 4. Yeah. Well, I'll be, I feel like somehow I missed two questions, but they're, like, I got, like I lost two points for that one. No. <laughs> so just, well, not knowing who Adam Scott is, it's like... Yeah. That's all right. All no, right. No all right we don't judge you. Sorry, sorry guys. deep cut question. Yeah, sorry, our guys. listeners might judge you, but you're safe here. Number <laughs> six. Number six. Godzilla or King Kong? 
A Godzilla. Thank you. Yeah, finally, we've on. broken the wow. fucking streak. Godzilla's <laughs> off stomping on buildings, shooting radiation. He's even got a doesn't baby have a thumbs. Yeah. He's done for. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Godzilla, also, Godzilla can't hold a machine gun. Immediately walking back to the fact um, that I said I didn't judge him. Are we going to take the opinion of someone who doesn't know who Adam Scott is? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good point. I, opposable thumbs, sure, but I feel like if our ancestors evolved radiation breath, we'd be using that more. So Then opposable thumbs? Yeah, it'd be like yeah. a radiation panel. You just blow on it and it opens the doors. <laughs> be amazing. Question seven, Doom Guy or Doom Slayer? Well, oh, that's a new question. Oh, yeah. We've Why expanded you going, the I've test. I've always added oh, questions based no. on the episode. That is not a trivia question, man. And you invited me on this episode for the a reason. the difference between Doom Guy and Doom There's, uh, uh, well, okay. We're about to get in the weeds on this in one. In case you don't know, we're talking about Doom. Yeah, oh, I've always heard it wow. called yeah, Doom Guy. Clicked on. No, it's not the same thing. I oh. mean, maybe it is. That's what we don't know. Oh, okay. See. Deep in Doom lore. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, you're really going to make me Sophie's choice here. You're really yeah. going to do this to me. <laughs> do it. Doom guy is the uh, the space marine from the uh, the DOS games from the, the 90s. Doom Slayer is who we've been on our PlayStation 4s and our PCs lately. Oh. And the difference is that one gets Arjun energy from the demons he kills and can rip their arms off and bat their heads off with their own arms. And the other Classic one... Classic Doom Slayer. And the other one is just like a really mean guy that likes weapons and hates demons. All right. Fair and... Um, I gotta say Doomslayer, man. Yeah. I, I know it's like cooler to be the OG thing, but like I've had more fun with Doomslayer. I mean, Look, just... we evolve. We evolve. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know there was a difference, but now I'm team Doom Doomslayer. Well, there might not be. Well. That's, what, that's what we're hoping Doom Eternal will clear up. I don't want to get too nerdy here, but okay. when the video game Doom Eternal comes out, we're all hoping we'll finally find out if it is the same guy. Uh, what if they merge into I think one. it is. Well, I think, I think they're the same guy. Ultra okay. Doom. Yeah. Ooh. I have theories. I'm sure you don't have time, but I have theories. <laughs> Tune in after the episode, we have an extra 45 <laughs> yeah. minutes. I had two more questions, but this has gone on long enough. So let's move on. Hi, John. How's yeah. it going? You, you're now official guest on the Grave Talk podcast. Welcome, Matt. Hey, glad to be here. Now, I asked you here today because we're talking about a movie that uh, deals with a franchise that I think if you tallied up all the percentage of Doom fandom in Austin, 67% of it is in this room right now. Amongst two guys. Uh, yeah. Doom is worldwide, brother. No way. I agree with that. Everybody <laughs> yeah. loves Doom. Doom is crazy? one of the more mainstream video games. <laughs> so like I said, there's only two fans of it in Austin, and we're here right here today to talk about this. <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, um, no, you, you've loved the franchise for as long as I've known you. You made Doom belt buckles that you sell on your Etsy store and right. you dressed up as doom the video game for halloween one year that's true why don't I, you describe that costume i have a computer monitor that i wear on my head and um the the video game environment surrounds me and think it's kind of hard to describe but when you put the monitor on your head there's some horns inside that are just in the right position so you you become one of the lost souls and a super shotgun is blasting you in the face Right on. So you're inside the computer screen and the keyboard and mouse are like on the outside of you. Is that correct? John? Yes. You're looking into the computer. Right. Like, like I mean, basically, you know, those... It's those the computer? The files? Right. <laughs> like those, those skulls that fly around in the game, you're basically one of those, but you're actually in the computer game. It's... I've yes. seen this costume. I can actually say this is sick as hell. It's really, really well done. Thank you. It was very good. So that's why you're here today. You are part of the Groundhouse podcast. You want to tell us a little bit about that before we get going? Yeah, we're, we're a show uh, not too much unlike your own, but we uh, we look at movies and TV, cinema, art and stuff. And But, but we kind of like usually review newer films, so we don't want to spoil them for our audience. But we like to talk about the things that uh, the themes surrounding the films and how they reflect on us and our society. And, and, and that sounds pretty stuffy, but we, we try to keep it kind of silly and fun as much as we can. And we do a 
lot of uh, ten, top 10 lists where we recommend films. So it's it's kind of a fun place to go to if you're interested in seeing a film, but you want to know what what it might be about, but not re- have, it, have it spoiled. And then um, also, uh, if you're just looking for some recommendations for kind of films you might not have seen or heard of. Very cool. And you can find your podcast on Spotify, iTunes, all the normal places. All the normal places, all my right. man. Grindhouse Podcast. H-A-O-H-A-U-S. Like house. Yeah. House. Like a German thing, I guess. That would, was what that would like be. Like house music. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Fancy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, before we get into Doom Annihilation, what have you guys been up to? Answered a bunch of questions, given top three lists that evidently could have been top 10 lists. <laughs> you okay, know, calm down, Letterman. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything you want to tell us about? Um, in the spirit of video games movie, I watched a Dante's Inferno movie that was animated that was apparently based on a game that was also based on a book. There's a lot of based on in that. Sense. Yeah, it's double based on. <laughs> it was a movie. Uh, okay. Dante's I was, Inferno is Dante's Inferno in Dante's yeah. Inferno. Um, I didn't really know anything about it going into it because I never played this game, which according, uh, which Mark, our resident video game expert, has told me came out in like 2007. Um, yeah, and I'd 360 never, era, PS3 yeah. era. So I'd never heard of it. So I was just like, oh, cool, a Dante's Inferno movie. It is nothing like the book at all. Uh, it is very much like a video game, which apparently is what it's based on. So there's my review. There's probably seven le- levels, aren't there? Yes, there are. <laughs> okay. um, and think very, I'm just going to shoot the moon on this one and go for it. <laughs> where do they come up with this shit? Right. Think very God of War-esque, though, where it's not like uh, this guy is battling his way through the seven layers of hell, and there's a boss at the end of each one that he has to well, kill. Well, that is exactly how the game is played out. It's, uh, it's basically God of War. Well, they so. did that in the movie as well. Uh, <laughs> art was very cool. It was very visually appealing, but the story, acting, everything else, boring. So, you know, and that's my review of Dante Inferno. No. Don't watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. Just skip it when it gets recommended to Thank you. Thank you. So just to be clear, it's bad? Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely bad. Uh, what I, here's what I'd recommend. Google Dante Inferno, look at the cool art, and then just save yourself, uh, you know, the other hour and 20 minutes you would have spent watching this movie. Letterboxd says you gave Dante's Inferno three stars. Yeah, That's it a wasn't a two-star movie, okay. but... Uh, all right, I just, yeah. I just saw that. Yeah, man, Mark's pulling receipts <laughs> over here, man. Uh, yeah. Let me check. <laughs> John, you're a liar. Uh, yes, I really reserve one and two stars for movies that I would, like, wish weren't made. <laughs> I don't know that I wish this wasn't made. I just, it was just fine. Okay, three's a fine. Jeez, Mark. <laughs> uh, let's get into it. Today we're talking about Doom Annihilation from 2019. This was a fan request from one of our listeners. 2019? came out this year dude oh god yeah okay <laughs> does that change your opinion somehow it, no, it raises it not <laughs> make it any better that's for sure yeah uh this was a, a a request by one of our listeners i believe his name was andy uh on facebook he's a doom fan from what i understand and we had done 2005 starring dwayne the rock johnson so it makes sense. You mean the masterpiece Doom with oh. Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Well, yes. compared Criterion to, collection. Yeah. Uh, compared to this one, it is. Okay, hold on, you guys. Stop. Andy, I know you're out there listening. I hope so. I need you to get on our social media, and I need you to either justify why you recommended this or let us know why you would want to torture us in such a way. So hit us back. It, I'm genuinely curious. Maybe I'm going to say the latter. He probably wanted us to feel pain. Yeah, which is fine. You it's know what, listeners? Uh, I mean, yeah. I get it. Well, I, I, I think I can answer this, guys, actually, because I've met Andy on the Doom fan club on Facebook. <laughs> okay. Because he was talking about how excited he was about this. And um, that's just kind of how we are. It's like if anything Doom can happen, we like we all watched this movie knowing how bad it would be. Okay. 
but we had to. I respect you know? that. And, uh, but, but he actually described you as his favorite podcast. Yay. Oh, so thank you, Andy. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, Andy, that's not a dig, man. I just want to know, did you do, did you dig this or was this just kind of like a, oh, someone else has got to watch this? I think I get it. Now, knowing that there's a Doom fan club on uh, Facebook that, like, okay, I love Star Trek, right? I'm a huge Star Trek fan through and through. Um, I watch. Um, um, nerd! Yes, <laughs> definitely. Oh, come right? on. Oh, wait. So, <laughs> um, so let's take something like Star Trek Five, right? Objectively, a complete trash movie. It's horrible. Um, Which one but is Five? It's the one where. Oh God, that's yeah. the one where God shows up. Yes, William Shatner directed it, uh, and Shatner acts against a Shatner changeling. Uh, it's incredible, wow. uh, but it's really bad. It is like objectively a terrible film, but it's a Star Trek film, so it holds a place in my heart because it's in that universe. So I get it. I gotcha. I understand. Yeah. Uh, I get where Andy is coming from. I own Revenge of the Nerds 3 and 4, so (laughs) (laughs) we're not throwing stones here. I just was curious if this was a, like, you guys have got to see this craziness, or if it's like, I really dug it, and if he really dug it, I wanted to know why. Hey, nerds got good again around the fourth one, man. Hey, nerds in love? Yeah. Burger's wedding? You know it. (laughs) Curtis Armstrong, hit me up, sir. (laughs) Well, we're not here to talk about nerds. We're here to talk about demons, so let's get into today's movie. This one was directed by... Tony Giglio. I thought it said Tony Gigolo when I first saw it. I was like, dude, hell of a name. (laughs) That's where I thought Mark was going with this. Uh, Tony Gigolo. Thank you for Doom. Uh, This one stars Amy Manson as Lieutenant Joan Dark. Maybe a play on Joanne Dark from the... What franchise is I it? Joan uh, of Arc or Joan Perfect of Arc. Dark? It's a play on Joan of Arc. Oh, I thought it might have been yeah. Perfect Dark. Yeah, Perfect no. Dark's what I thought, jo- too. Joan of Arc in French is pronounced Joan Dark. So. Oh, well, thank you That's for clearing that up. All right, TG with the deep cuts on names. <laughs> Dominic Mafham as Dr. Malcolm Bettruger. Luke Allen Gale as Dr. Bennett Stone. James Weber Brown as Captain Hector Savage. Clayton Adams as Private Stephen Winslow. Nina Bergman as Private Carly Corbin. <sighs> Do we even need to take And these soldiers. Yeah, you guys want to know a little tidbit yeah, There may this? be some Nina Bergman fans out there. Yeah. I picked up the Joan of Arc thing as the name, and so I paused the credits. None of the credits list their first names. It just says Weber, Savage. There's no first names at all because like because there's there's some play on names in this movie like some heavy ones that are like related to video games and other oh, things. Yeah, and um, like was it Doctor Blaskovitz mm. loses his key and I was like oh there's a there's a uh, Wolfenstein reference for you yeah but um, yeah so I like pause it to actually like get those the, even the movie didn't even care to like list them no out. <laughs> well the movie spends a, a fair amount of time introducing you to all these characters who then they kill in like seven seconds the very first combat you lose half the characters so don't worry audience uh, you don't need to know these people's names they'd probably rather not be associated with it anyway uh, this one has no reviews on Rotten Tomatoes from critics and it has a 17% <laughs> score on the audience out of 53 wow not a single critic race doom annihilation with the review until now thanks yes. andy here's, <laughs> here's my back of the box since i'm here a brainless and forgettable movie that only resembles the video games it's based on if you poke your eyes out and squint that's what wow that's yours right that's mine that's a little oh. bit harsh <laughs> i didn't enjoy this movie but i mean it Wow, that's rough. John, read the back of the Blu-ray for me, please. Oh, okay. Um, This is new. Mixing it up this time. John, don't you fuck this up. Oh, I'm gonna. All right. Based on the popular original video game, Doom Annihilation is an explosive, terrifying thrill ride. On the darkest moon of Mars, scientists have found an ancient portal which allows teleportation throughout the universe. 
Considered to be mankind's greatest discovery, it's actually a gateway from hell, unleashing a swarm of demons looking to steal the souls of everyone who gets in their way. It's up to Lieutenant Joan Dark and an elite unit of Marines to destroy an ever-growing horde of blood-sucking and soul-stealing beasts and prevent them from taking over planet Earth. Boo. <laughs> Zombies, they mean, and also elite squad of Marines? Yeah. yeah Useless one-note characters. <laughs> Basically, a bunch of people got on the bus after the rave to go home. They're like, we're going to do a quick detour. You guys can make a yeah. movie real quick. Guess what? You in a movie. <laughs> Is Phobos Mars's darkest moon? Are there gradations in this moon? Uh, there's so many questions I have just since, about that. Since you're touching on that, yes. they keep calling it Phobos. And it made no, me no. so fucking Two mad. characters call it Phobos. Phobos. <laughs> Phobos. And I Phobos. was like, dude, get it right. You're a fucking Marine. I know. They couldn't <laughs> get Phobos right at all. They never said it right once. Well, the doctors did, but the Marines said it all wrong, which I thought was That great. might be realistic, though. You know what? I'll give them that. It was kind of funny, because I was like, none of these Marines know how to say Phobos right. Well, this is just, cool. They're very pissed about having to go there, so. So before we get into it, let's make a list of what we would want in a Doom movie. Oh. Okay. Wow. So what... Going coming to this like fresh. Pretend we didn't see it. Mm -hmm. John, let's go get a drink real quick. Uh, you can chime in too. No, I've got, I've got some. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, right on. Demons. Okay. One. <laughs> yes. Had, uh, had that a shotgun. Okay, we have that. Yes, yeah. that's in there. Well, uh, well, there. wait now. Compared to the actual shotgun in the video game, I don't think that one in the movie counts. Let's no. give them a little credit. They did manage to quickly throw a shotgun in there. It was a shotgun, but the, have you seen the super shotgun? Yeah, it's not a super shotgun. <laughs> have, you, have you played Doom? I mean, there's a lot of give and take in this film, so yeah. I'm going to give them credit for the shotgun. Uh, so, all right. Demons, a shotgun, um, I would say a chainsaw. We would want... We got the chainsaw. We want hell. This is the list of what we would want to see in a Doom oh. movie. What else do we want? Wait, can I, can I go back? When Scares, I say demons, <laughs> okay, when I say got? demons, I, I don't mean, I mean multiple types of demons. Not just a lot of one type of demon. I did list, yes. I was like, there's no cacodemon, there's no big guy with the horns, there's no those skeleton dudes that shoot rockets or at Or the guy me. with the eye, the one-eyed no demon. There's no skeleton heads on fire. Like, I didn't know the names of any of these things, yeah, but I was, like, I was like, where is all this stuff? Yeah, big demons too, right? They're supposed to be, there's big ones. Like, was it uh, called the, a cyber yeah, there's demon? There's the cyber demon, the there's the Baron of Hell. Yeah. Baron of Hell. Which yeah. one's the Baron of Hell? Uh, he's like he kind of like the classic like hooved uh, with the oh, red right with the horns. Right yeah, that guy. I want to see that yeah, guy. Yeah, Basically, that Tim Curry cool. from Legend, but with like a microchip on his head. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. Why not? There's okay. one main thing that I wanted to Doom see armor? in this film. The Doom woman. The Doom guy. Yeah. Yeah. The freaking character that's in every video game. The hero like, that we all love and just do cosplays as and and fan art. I mean, where was the the guy, the main guy, where was he? If I say Hollywood, is that giving this movie too much credit? Because no, Hollywood, Hollywood is afraid to put the Doom guy in the Doom movie. I it seems that way. It yeah. could, well, and, I th and I think I understand why. No dialogue. But that could work, man. If you, it if could. you treat yes, it like a... Yeah. As, as a movie star, though, you get paid based off your presence. That's the same reason like a lot of people don't want to be in makeup nonstop. There's the same reason that a lot of people don't want to be in, uh, they like remove helmets from certain characters in like movies because they want to show the, the person's face. there are yeah. movies, movie stars out there who are game, right? Um, the guy who did the new Judge Dredd movie that was really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Urban good example, yeah, he kept who was also Doom guy in 2005. <laughs> yeah, that's right. For that five minutes. Yeah, oh, and he had dialogue, yeah. but it wasn't a lot. And that was, ah, that was a great representation of Judge yeah. Dredd. Yeah, yeah that was really a good. very good movie. So yeah, take that and make it the Doom film, you take know? Take that, Hollywood. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Be fine with me. No, they they can totally do a Doom guy. Like it's not that it couldn't happen. It's just that I don't I don't know how you do that and like really sell a famous person on it. 
We don't need. I, I I personally don't need a famous person to play Doom Guy. It could be Johnny off the street, right? Or the know? Doom Guy. Yeah, maybe you don't you don't see his face. You just need a big guy. You should be like a football player, some well, bodybuilder, or, and then or have the people, biggest hoax you know, in Hollywood yeah. and just have someone play the role and be like, you know, like Marlon Brando is Doom Guy, and he never is in that movie. But people well, around you know, him guys, act. I I would even be okay with the gender swap thing. That's not a big deal to well, me. That's what like I, I was yeah, I, I was ready for in the Doom armor, and I was like, let's yes, do this. I was re- I kept waiting for it as some point Joan Dark is going to go undergo some kind of mind altering event that just and she and I'm going to see it and it's going to be clear to me that oh yeah we got our slayer some we got but that's, that's my doom guy but it's Joan Dark that's my doom yeah <laughs> but that did not happen for me yeah no, it was there was there was so much deviation in this movie like honestly it's like they knew what they were supposed to put in it and they just went through with a marker and was like nope 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 yeah nope, it'd be nope, easier nope. to just explain what was like the video game than what wasn't like key the video cards. game i'll yeah. tell you yeah right now i'll <laughs> tell you exactly what was in here we had as garrett mentioned key cards of all three colors yellow red and blue yep we had health stations <laughs> that's right <laughs> they, did uh, health station. they had huds on their uh their visors yeah and what else do we have? Explosive we had barrels. Explosive barrels. That's correct. We had a chainsaw. We had the UAC. The UAC, which is the organization that's always causing trouble. As far as weapons, uh, chain gun, BFG, shotgun, Did they have a chain pistol. Gun? I didn't see the chain uh, gun. The, remember the yeah, guy that had, had the, that required oh, yes, that he shouted right, every right. time he pulled the trigger? <laughs> yeah. He had the chain yeah. gun. Get some, get some. Yeah. I was like, all right, calm down, buddy. <laughs> yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he shouted, I'm the ultra nightmare. He did. He was like, oh, oh you fucking he? asshole. Yes. That's one of the difficulties in Doom. And then he dies right away. This is the <laughs> thing is like they knew enough to put all these little Easter eggs in this movie. But it's like, at what point did you think it was okay to do it the way you did it? Yeah. And the BFG was really lame. Was really lame. Oh, yeah. you mean the, the thing that she was holding with one hand up and just had her hand laying on top of it? It's supposed to be like as big as her. I was like, this thing would be heavy. Yeah. It's uh, like, show, show that it has any kind of weight. Instead, it looked like a plastic toy. Well, that now, in all fairness, it was the future. They may have lighter materials sure, that right. they've developed. True, it is the big <laughs> fucking gun, not the heavy fucking gun. What so. was the real name they called it? They just What's said the, BFG. BFG 9000. Yeah. Okay, but then she say it's it stands for blah, 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 but we just call it the big No, they just gun. said it's the BFG oh, 9000, okay. but no Marine calls it that. And then the other okay, guy, got it, got what it, do yeah. Marines call it? And he's like, big fucking gun. And the writers really failed Joan Dark here because that is supposed to be a weapon of mass destruction. Yes. You fire that thing and it kills everything in the it room. It was just a plasma gun. Yeah, it was, yeah. Just it was literally gun. just a one-shot kill instead of, I'm going to wipe this room out. Well, the first time she used it, we're, we're going to start jumping around, I can tell, but like the first time she used it, there's a group of, there's two zombies and a whatever yeah. demon imp, if you want to call it, yeah, standing there. Like maybe it an imp, yeah. And like, I was like, oh, she's going to fire it and it's going to AOE like area effect, like take out all these dudes at one time. We're going to see how crazy it is. No, just pop, pop, pop. They yeah. were like little like oh, yeah. fist sized balls of green plasma. And, and I was like, this is not a big And with no physical damage to either, uh, to any of the targets, they just sort of go and fall on the ground with some green light on them. And yeah. Oh, the horror. Now, I want to I say this in defense before we, we get into this movie. I'm sure budgetary wise, they were working with some limitations. Oh, and yeah. when they first started up with like the the hell portal effect and some of the space stuff, I was like, oh, these graphics are better than I thought they would be for what I figured this movie was going to be budgeted at. Later on, I realized that that's where the money went. Right, so save some money for they the did not, BFG. There was no yeah. more than one imp on screen at any given time, which means they had one imp costume. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys noticed that. There was only one imp on screen at any given shot. And I was like, hmm, okay. I see what's going on here. Yeah. And it was basically nothing but zombies. Yeah. The rest of the movie Blue until fa- we got Blue to the very Nightcrawler. 
Yeah. Um, they did have a secret level. That was the other thing I was going to say. This oh, level four? Yeah. yeah. This, oh. this movie had a secret level like the games. I, was I like, didn't think of it that right, way. That's right. good. But it wasn't a real secret level because you had to get there to advance the plot. But she said, a secret level? <laughs> she basically looked at the screen and winked. Get oh. it? Oh. This movie is, you know, I will give it credit. This movie is self-aware uh, of what it is, which I'll give props for because at one point they can't get into the station or whatever. And the guy's like, I read everything about it. I know where the entrance is. And Joan Dark's like, oh, what? In case you get locked out, you even learn where the secret exterior entrance was. I was like, all right, they're jumping ahead to for us. And what was his response? Yes. I like to read. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <sighs> this would make a great, great drinking game, though. Like anytime you see something that actually is related to the Doom video game, take a drink. Yeah, you'd be sober at the end. No, there was plenty of stuff in it. It just wasn't done well. Well, do you guys like this one more than 2005 Dwayne The Rock Johnson Doom? That's the real question we're here to answer today. For me, instant no. Uh, I, I mean, I thought the other one wasn't great either, obviously, but it had The Rock, and The Rock does just naturally bring a certain charisma to a role that you enjoy. I, per, me, I'll say me. I enjoy watching The Rock in movies, um, so at least there was that part of it. This did not have even that. I I think I did because it, it, it was shorter, first of all, which I appreciated quite a bit. <laughs> this new one, right? Annihilation? Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> it's not Annihilation, right? Is yeah. Doom like, Annihilation. Okay. That's right. Yeah. And then what's the deal with that? Because uh, there's a Mortal Kombat film called Annihilation that's also yep. considered the worst one of the series. What, don't maybe don't do the annihilation thing. Like maybe okay. marketing people are like annihilation. That's a video game word. Yeah, I don't know. I think we love that <laughs> yeah. word. Resident out. Evil they have an it. annihilation. Also, wasn't the Resident Evil annihilation? Yeah, I believe about that so. Time? Man, probably. Man, yeah, I'm sure it did. Uh, but it, you there, know what? That's where all the word annihilation. Yeah, throw that shit in there. There were. I don't want to say a lot of good things about this film, but there were a couple of little things that, as a Doom fan, really touched me. Uh, like one of the scenes in Hell where it almost it almost emulates the box cover art of all the uh, demons reaching up to the the, the, yeah. the hero and uh, just seeing that on my screen that was kind of cool and I don't know I, there were a couple of moments where as a, as a doom guy fan guy I was like okay thank you for that all right fair <laughs> I appreciate you I'm gonna take a hot take and as much as I hated this movie and as much as I love the rock I like this one more than the Dwayne Johnson one I mean, from a budgetary perspective, the first one was much more visually entertaining. But this one just, you could tell the people who made this second film, I feel like they really loved the game. They knew their source material. Can you and tell they, that? Yes. <laughs> and I just feel they were so limited by budget. I feel like this budget was the, the problem. No, I don't buy that for a second because budget doesn't <laughs> at all. They could You could still have a great story that's Doom-like. You and have, have demons and hell without a no. budget. All right, so... There's a middle ground where you can also not have the first 45 minutes of this movie be aliens. Budget had nothing to do with that. Oh, that's day one stuff, though. Like, right, I but mean, I mean, that's like, you can't blame again, that on I'm, not having not money. over this, John. This is my opinion. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that this movie had more Doom in it than the first Doom. Now, was it a better film than the first Doom? That's a hard sell. I don't know. There was just things in this movie, like you said, Matt, that like there were scenes that looked like it could be out of Doom. They had the, the key cards. They had the levels. Now, granted, this is a bare bones, like budget dollar store version of that. At the, and granted, no one even compared close acting wise, except for um, the guy who was want to be Jeff Goldblum, doctor. At the oh, end. the doctor was easily the best actor in yeah. the film. Yeah. But I'm saying like, if I had to sit through the, the, the original Doom or this, 
I'd rather sit through this again from a bad movie perspective than sit through the original Rock one again. I have to say, I feel so bad for the Doom fans out there. If it has key cards, it's like a real important thing for y'all. <laughs> it, <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, it's like. come up a couple of times now as like a big important. Uh, no, I'm just mentioning like the key cards, the levels, the guns. Like they actually had most so. of the guns from the game represented in this version, as opposed to the Rock one, where it was like they had the BFG, which actually had better BFG effects than that one. But we didn't get a chainsaw. We didn't get double barrel shotgun. We didn't get any of that stuff, a chain gun in the first one. So again, I just feel like this one was like, we know what we want. Here's what we can do with what we've got. And unfortunately what they got was, here's where I have to. Well, actually you, well, actually there (laughs) was a chainsaw in 2005. The, was there when he was in first person doom killing mode yeah. he chainsaws the pinky demons i always forget that first person mode because i hated that so much that was the only reason that movie was watchable yeah, yeah that was the best part <laughs> what <laughs> now it's aged very poorly it feels it was... like a really bad carnival ride but at the time it was like oh they did the game now i will cinematic just... milestone first person <laughs> <laughs> movie. did have a lot of the a fair amount of the representation of the demons in the original one but for like a moment yeah, I, I'm going to say I don't know which one I prefer. They're both horrid in their own <laughs> specific way. Like 2005 is offensive to me. And then this one is just boring alien rehash. So I don't know. I can't right. recommend one or the other. I think they're both bad. No, this is like one of those would you rather, though. They're, yeah, they're two bad choices. You still got to pick, dude. Yeah, <laughs> pick one, man. Oh, um, yeah, you're not getting out of this. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, I'm going with The Rock. Oh, oh, a okay. split decision. <laughs> All right. Well, listeners, it's on y'all then. Well, uh, listeners, yeah. the knives are about to come out. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get through this plot. Like John says, it's mostly alien until, what, two-thirds of the way That's through the movie? That's what I'd say. Yeah. It's, if you've seen a movie where Marines got to show up somewhere where some shit went down, you've seen this film. And we've talked about this before. I'm tired of following groups of Marines getting ready for everything. Like, we've done this so much. And even, like, though it doesn't open with, but, like, our introduction to the Marines is them coming out of cryosleep. Like, Mm, God, you're only going... Such an alien thing to do. You're only going to Mars, dude. With Homeboy, who based his, like, role off of um, the guy from Eastbound and Down. um, Danny McBride? Danny McBride's character from Alien Covenant. Like, just completely, like, basing his role off that. All right, listen up. I'm a witty guy who's your pilot. (laughs) Just woke up out of sleep. You're probably going to be hungry. I went through your stuff. Hope you enjoy your ride. And it was like, calm down. And that was a big moment of them talking about, did he really go through our stuff? I was like, who fucking cares? What are we doing? It literally, (laughs) it never comes back in the movie. Then there's this, like, lucky panty talk also never comes back in the movie. Oh, you mean where the the hot Marine leader was just like, why are they lucky panties? He's like, wouldn't you like to find out? And I was like, oh, here we go. Just fucking get it over (laughs) with. So our group of Marines are very one-dimensional, very cookie-cutter, boring. Like, they have them have one um, identifying trait. We've got Lucky Panties Girl. Uh, We've got the Australian alpha guy. Uh, They're they're basically categorized by accents. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We've got the the blue-haired girl who doesn't say a lot, but she's supposed to be interesting, I guess. She's sassy. What, Every, what is it about Hollywood Marine? and space oh. marines? It's it's specifically space marines. That's what I found. Every movie that has space marines, <laughs> it's the same group of people. Yeah. They all hate each other. They're talking shit the whole time. They're insubordinate, sassy assholes. Yeah, not every about, single person. Yeah, because no, because there's a uh, ton of movies with marines, American marines, where they're like professional, and right. you can say, yeah, I can yeah. see why these guys get stuff done. But if you're space marines, <laughs> you're gonna be talking shit. No one has had a new space marine idea in Hollywood since 1986. <laughs> 
Is that when Aliens came yeah. out? Jeez. I'm about to say, hot take, these people are no better than the characters from Aliens. Right. Oh, they're worse. Oh, they're arguably worse. Yeah, they're yeah. Like 10% James, James of that. Cameron Aliens is basically the template for these movies, like you're saying, Matt. But at least those characters were interesting, right? But it was it's like, you guys got sent out here because you're a bunch of jokers, you know? So there's kind of a reason for them to be like, what are we doing out here? You know, that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, Alien oh. explained why they're all shitty. Yeah. This yeah. movie didn't. This movie had us expect that they're like the elite group of space marines, but you can obviously see when you watch the movie, like, these guys are really bad at their jobs. They're terrible. terrible at their job. <laughs> yeah. They scream and run away at times. Yeah. If you look when they're firing, they just turn, like, towards other people. It's like, without even, like, calling right. their positions, no formation. It's like, you would mow down your own people, like, the way you're yeah. firing. They it's don't like, secure rooms or hallways. They just yeah. no, no, no. single file there and die. There is that one scene where they go, clear, 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 <laughs> clear. For, it, like, 40 <laughs> times in a row, I was like, we get it. It's clear. Every time they come across one of those possessed zombie people, they actually, if you watch closely, they actually, like, move the barrel of the gun away from the guy <laughs> to react. It's, it's, they all have this fear reaction. Safety first, baby. Safety yeah. First. And, and I feel like if I was walking around with a rifle in a place where I knew zombies were, my fear reaction would just be this trigger pulling you know yes. screaming and shooting directly at the danger agreed but they kind of woo, have this jerk away first and also if you're die. an elite group of space marines you should control your fear reaction <laughs> right? if you're just Good a point. joe civilian right like yeah that makes sense but yeah the movie does not give us any confidence in this team whatsoever from start to finish. If it's movie. all four of us in this situation, I'll be like, guys, good rule of thumb. Don't jump in front of me because I'm going to fire because I know uh, there's zombies here. Dude, like, like, look that as we'll get to, but that scientist whose whole job is to just jump out of corners and go, wait, 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 wait. The lady scientist yes. who was way too happy. She's like, oh, thank God you're here. And it's like, you yeah. need to calm down. I like, waited <laughs> till one when you were about to shoot me yeah. to jump out. <laughs> so these Marines have been called to this scientific, uh, laboratory on Phobos because they discovered a portal. It's actually pretty close to the video game, so I did appreciate that. Yes. It looked like the red tiles from the original Doom. It was like, oh, this is a legit portal because in the 2005, it was like a Stargate, you know? So at least <laughs> we had a more representation. Again, they just, the, everything was there to be had. It was theirs for the taking and, oh, because I saw those portals and when it like did the hell effect, I was like, this is cool. I was like, I expected after seeing the set, I was like, oh, we're we're boned. This is like sci-fi channel level. Like, you know, we need a tax write off. But it feels like the studio was about to lose the Doom license. So they go make one. Yeah, maybe. But who knows? Yeah. So they're called out to the planet. Scientists are dead. Our team comes into the station and... Is anybody there to greet them? I can't quite. No, remember. when they go there, they're like, hey, Phobos Control, we're here to dock. And they get no answer. And that's when that guy's like, oh, I know a secret entrance, uh, an emergency entrance. And then they sort of emergency yes. entrance their way onto the station. It, it just happens to be directly beneath where we landed our space jet. Very convenient. Yeah. <laughs> it's just doing construction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they really blueprinted that out. <laughs> We've established a scene where everyone is aliens one style sitting around a table eating after cryo sleep. Oh, and yes. we realize that one of the girls, Joan Dark, they're all there because Joan fucked up, was insubordinate and made a decision that was against the rules. And so everybody in her platoon 
is getting punished and sent with her on this shitty mission because she's being punished. Yeah. Now, does that happen in the Marines? Do you no. basically punish an entire platoon for one person? Be- Doesn't that one person get like sent to the brig yeah, or they, whatever? Yeah, they punish the person because otherwise, we, why would you punish a whole platoon of people? Like, I know in like the basic training movies, like everyone's doing push-ups because right, so-and-so, but-, but like not like full like elite platoons. Yeah. You don't be like, you guys are the best of the best, but you're all getting fucked now because so-and-so didn't know how it's to do their job. Very inefficient use of resources. There you go. <laughs> I'm sure they all had reasons to be punished based on their performance Great. in this movie. Also, so. they kept making me try to care about that backstory, and I already forgot what she did. It was so unimportant to She the let plot. a terrorist get away at one yeah. point, because they, they don't explain it until the very end of the movie, that right. her and her ex-boyfriend, who, that's the second thing I want to talk about. So the other thing is, is they had this scientist along with them, your typical, like, uh, we're just here for this. And you know he's got something else he's not saying. Oh, right. See, I watched this like yesterday and yeah. I've already forgot this fucking lame I, actually, to re- go- romantic <laughs> in- entanglement and the with thing the is, scientist. Joan and oh, the scientist used to be boyfriend and girlfriend and he's like, she's like, we only dated for like four weeks and he's like, it was like six months and she's like, oh, I didn't remember. And at the end you realize she has this whole monologue where it's like, I remember every moment. You're afraid of <laughs> elevators. And it's like, fuck you, yeah. movie. It was so unearned. But those two things play out through the rest of this movie like you have these two little plot lines and that other than being attacked and shooting that is the plot play out's a strong term but (laughs) to go back to your group punishment it actually would be like so stupid because team morale and group cohesion is super important in like a combat situation you wouldn't want them all to hate somebody like that would be oh, the they opposite. Do. There's, there's of, a point where like they, they spell it out to like one yeah. of the doctors is all like, oh, I remember this platoon now. Like, and it's like how? First off, and oh, number right. two, you mean exposition dump while we're waiting for the teleporter? Yeah, to I have fire, I, I fire was, up. Like, doctor, that exposition. was dumb as shit. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh yes, now all of a sudden I remember who you are. You fucked up. You let that terrorist go. It's like, oh god. And he's like, blue-haired marine. You said she should be court-martialed. Australian marine. You said that she should be put in the brig. Isn't that right? Like trying to basically sow discord. Yeah, I assume that was like demon knowledge to be honest I, <laughs> I didn't imagine that's like the only way I could wrap my head can was like oh okay he's like sowing discord amongst the group her whole trial was on DNN the demon network news <laughs> network yeah. yeah so they got it in hell that's how they know so, so yes, they go into the, the well, well they're out of the cryosleep and they're around the dinner table in the, in the spaceship and this is the point where they have to show us how future it is so one guy's playing a VR game that came out two years ago <laughs> <laughs> but instead of holding VR controllers he's holding like a phone a knockoff android phone and then like another guy's got uh like some kind of android tablet that he's touching stuff on and it's and and you're going now you know it's that scene in the movie where they have to show you oh it's so futuristic and you're going hey man this is you know i've seen this stuff it's right at best buy and they didn't have the budget to pull off future this is like old already right so the guy playing the vr game is that like his version of like the guy that brings his 8-bit like is that mark bringing his 8-bit nintendo to the party and see that that what he was doing Something like that. that would have been a brilliant line of writing. It's like, dude, why are you playing that old tech, man? You know, like Mortal Kombat 38 came out last week. You know, like, that would have been funny. But they don't do that, do no. they? It's just like in 2005, they had a guy playing a Game Boy Advance. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot we had that whole scene on the, in the 2005 yeah. when we were on the plane. Like, yeah. what are you playing that old tech for? It's, dude. It's, it's beat for beat in these fucking movies. They're oh, in the same. Even Amazing. the BFG conversation is almost the exact same oh, conversation. Yeah, no, I, I feel like it was like yeah. the same thing. You want to know why I chose 2000? 2005 over this one one line semper fi motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good line 
All right, so we're at the station now. They're slowly moving through every quarter on the set of every sci-fi movie ever made, slowly talking about, what's going on here? What are you not telling us? Nothing. Why are we here? We're only here because you're being punished. Simplify, boys. Come on, we got a job to do. I need you to focus, focus up and look straight, fellas. Blah, blah. You know, just standard shit you've heard <laughs> yeah. every like fucking space. like we just watched the movie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> and then eventually you find one person who decides to break ranks and go look on his own and finds... A person eating another person. He turns around, ends up being a blue zombie, attacks the Marine. I thought this was cool. That dude gets his throat ripped out immediately. Yeah. That Marine, like, oh, insta-dies. Don't they find that Sergeant uh, Wolfenstein uh, first? And then they're like, oh, shit. I think oh, yeah. he was the one with his throat ripped out. And that's where they get the key card. The nerd signed is like, that's the key card. Those will let us get to one of the three levels, level one, <laughs> two, and three. And then they run across the blue zombie, who, of course, is Dr. Carmack, right? They have, they have oh, to throw yes. that in Dr. there. Dr. J. Carmack. Oh. oh. Do they actually name drop him? Yes. Yeah, he yeah has, they, they look at his name tag, times. and it's on there. Oh, okay. Poor John Romero, man. I know. He never gets his representation in these movies. <laughs> I wanted to see his floating head shooting fireballs from his mouth. <laughs> Gangster. <laughs> right, that's a deep cut. Yeah, so they, they basically get attacked by a blue zombie. The zombie kills one of the Marines. They basically take that zombie out or quote unquote think they take it out. It comes back from the dead. Then they're all like, what are we dealing with here? That's when they start to realize that shit might be fucked. And then, then they're like, hey, scientist man, tell us all what's going on here. You don't you. He's like, I don't know. Well, maybe I do. And then it's like, oh, they're doing some bullshit. And by this point in the movie, we've already lost like half the Marines. That one like demon managed to kill a bunch of them right out the gate. Well, they kind of like split up. They split up and like they're in separate groups. But yeah, one of the demons they, kills like two or three. Yeah, of they the just Marines, die so fast. Which I'm fine with. <laughs> I'm fine with getting shorn down that cast. Other than what we've said, blue haired Aussie, Joan Dark, the rest of them are utterly forgettable. Yeah. So when they started dying off, it was like. Don't remember that one. <laughs> yeah, Don't I remember that, that too. Was. At one point, I was like, "Didn't he already die?" <laughs> Semper Fi, motherfucker. In the very early stages of the movie, the the ex boyfriend is like, "Oh yeah, also the station's almost out of batteries, and when it runs out of batteries, it's going to nuclear explode." Oh, and then, yeah. and that, Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, right. I was did not thing. even. I didn't it, even catch that. It's not just going to destroy the space station, but the whole moon of Phobos <laughs> will go with it. Apparently, why would oh, you no. build a station that detonates a moon? The Martian tides are going to be a wreck. Uh, oh so that's a, yeah, that's the, like yeah, right. that's the ticking time bomb of this movie. Why they can't just hold up. Somewhere. That existed, right? <laughs> that, no clue. Well, also, it's okay that you don't know that because our characters forget when they all go back to the ship later and are like, "Why don't we just wait?" Uh, yeah, it's yeah. dropped. That's it's right. completely dropped. <laughs> so there's a, there's a scene when Aussie guy finally meets back up with Joan Dark, you know, and he's kind of said some insult about her earlier, and she just butt of the rifle right to the face on this guy. Yeah, I guess breaks his cheekbone, you know. <laughs> say, I deserve that. Yeah, and, and he's I was like, like, oh, I deserve uh, that. And dude, I'm going in combat. Yeah. Right. yeah, it's like, yeah, he said some insult about you earlier, but then you discovered that demon-possessed zombie people is a thing, and you fought 20 of them, and you're still mad about the little cut that he made, you know? Really? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> what I believed happened is that when they split up in the groups, like you said, they were together, and that dude yells, I'm too young to die, and runs the fuck off and left her That's alone. Right. That's so right. 
when they finally met up again, he she butts him in the head and he's like, I totally deserve that. She's like, yeah, come on. You left me to die, you know? Totally fair. I understand her reaction. But do you want to, like, the guy has to have combat efficiency. (laughs) Yeah. Now you just have another walking wounded you have to take care of. Blind blind in one eye, spitting out teeth, and he's just kind of trying to keep it together. Fair point. I got you. (laughs) Thanks. Now I'm concussed. And earlier, as they're doing the, the search in the facility, they come across a wall that has, like, blood runes written on it. And they're like, what is this? And then the scientist guy goes like, oh, that's likely ancient Sumerian. Oh, no. He has an even better line than that. He goes... That's not a stain. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. you know, it's obvious, like, some kind of runes. I mean, there's like 40 characters on the wall. And he goes, that's not just a stain. Oh, that good is thing we, writing. Good thing we brought the scientist. <laughs> uh, Hollywood, can we stop using ancient Sumerian as the basis of all these alien languages? I'm okay with, well, okay, I, I have so much to say when we get to that backstory, but. Fourth Kind did it, too. They, Remember? they all yes, do it, yes. yeah. But they actually like like mother translate. Well, I can't remember the name of the Alice or whatever. Daisy, the, Daisy oh, was yes. the name of the computer they, uh, on the ship with might the as pilot. Well have been mother. And I was, yeah. and they're like, "Can you translate this?" And I was like, "Dude, if you know Sumerian, like you can identify it instantly." And he goes, "Well, my Sumerian's not that good." And I was no, like, he goes, "I'm good. I'm not that good." And he like instantly identified it as like you can read it, and right. then um, yeah, they had the computer translate, and it's like. It's some horrible foreboding thing that the computer translates. Yeah, it's like, we're evil. We're here to kill you. Fuck humanity. We're coming to take you over. And then it goes, I can't make out the rest. And I'm like, it's written just as clear at the bottom at the top. <laughs> was like, you, you're choosing not to say something. So, so yes. at some point, the computer becomes possessed, right? Is this the moment that like, the computer read the, the No, no, it's, a little, bit, it's a little bit later when the pilot's like, oh, well, we can't communicate with the people inside. I'm going to launch into orbit and then get better communication array but with them. But she's already evil then. But that's the thing is she's like, I can't let you do that pilot. Right, but it's a, it's actually a little bit before. If you pay attention, the, the, there's a part where they're using their maps to try to navigate. It reroutes them. And it, yeah, the, he has a little brief reboot. And when it comes back up, the map is different. And that's when so you know the computer's possessed. It's pretty oh much insta-possessed then. They gotta get some firewalls or antivirus or some shit on yeah, the computers. Yeah. They, they got great hackers in hell. Can apparently, you say? yeah. I mean, those dudes are like they need to install, ultra nightmare hackers. They need to install ad blocker and get some McAfee up in that There you go. Thing. We didn't update our McAfee. They're in. But yeah, so at this point, all hell's breaking loose. The the oh. Marines and everybody oh I didn't All Hell's Breaking that. Loose. Nice. <laughs> Everyone kind of reconvenes in one room, and this is where they're like, we hear a noise, and they're like, we'll give you to the count of three to come out. Dude. Three, two, and then right then, like a group of scientists are like, wait, wait, wait don't shoot. It's just it's like, one. It's one lady who heard them counting. <laughs> there's, the, there's the other lady who's hurt and the doctor, who like the priest behind them. Oh, isn't the one lady who jumps out? Yeah, though. the one lady oh, jumps okay. out, and I was like, you knew what they were doing. Yeah, you should have said here. at three, like... Yo, we are here. All right. Also, don't jump out. Be like, hey, I'm coming around the corner. I'm a human. Like, yeah, I don't know if they're human. Are they speaking? Yes. Then fucking talk to them. Right. Like the demons go, Bleh. you know, you know the difference. Yeah. I think in the future, they don't have all those YouTube clips where cops get spooked and accidentally shoot people. So <laughs> jumping out in front of rifles and saying, don't shoot is the best method you can think of. They also I'm don't here. have. Don't <laughs> shoot. Yeah, I'm gonna wait till they get to one. I'm gonna Dude. jump out right in front of them, and then they'll see that I'm definitely <laughs> Guys, human. Hold on, I'm not bulletproof. I got this. <laughs> they lack self-preservation skills in the future. Well, I get it. Let's talk about the level of smartness in these marines real quick. Because that that first marine gets his throat ripped out, and they walk up, they're like, 
what happened? And they look down, they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? His throat is missing. Yeah. It's like, Jesus, dude, you figure this out. Really, at this point, you think they would just be shoot on sight. Like, they have no reason to believe they're survivors. Everyone has just been demons and killing them, and yet they still count to three. You know, like, that's why they're ultra elites. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> they don't would, fire first. I yeah. would love to hear the director's like, Directions to these actors on set. I would, I would just love to have been a fly on a wall oh, I'll during tell this you. production. Uh, look, we're running out of film, so speed this shit up. <laughs> Everybody make a choice and then double it. Yeah, like this was filmed on film. We're running out of SD card space. <laughs> the sandwiches are here. Let's wrap this up. I'm hungry. I want to say about the the set design. You know, it's mostly just generic science walls and like corridors and factory rooms. Very sparse. But there was one cool scene uh, set piece that I liked. Was there was like this yellow glowing hallway with like these light up yellow lights and I was like that kind of looks like the video game a little more than the rest of this I was like the only time I thought that set design was worth anything I did like I mean near the end where they get to hell I guess or a different planet I don't know what it's supposed to be but I thought that design was good well we saved the priest just now and he tells us this is definitely demons this is definitely hell in case you were wondering. No, oh, okay. This isn't yeah. mutants like in 2005s. And back to your point, Mark, this movie is lit very well. Like for like this like sparse of area, like the I way agree. that the lighting and stuff like that, everything's visible, everything has depth, even though it's so bare bones. Like these sets are bare. But the way they did the lighting actually made you think that there was a little bit of depth to all these areas. So I give them full credit on the, the technical production crew and even to the actors doing the best they can with what they've got. But like, you know... This movie was, again, it could have been so much worse. It could have been lit like Leprechaun 4. And well, Leprechaun 4 was very bright. You shut your mouth. It was all saying. under. That's the thing. That this whole place was lit like the fucking yeah, stadium. and like bright fluorescent lighting, just like you want your movies lit. <laughs> Except for the disco cafe and Leprechaun 4. Oh, oh we're not going to talk about Leprechaun 4. Anyway. I could. I would rather. <laughs> <laughs> so our space marines are getting picked off one by one. We get our captain. He gets to have his moment with the super shotgun, which oh, is so super. What did you think was, of this? Oh, I was furious. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, if there was one, at this point, you hate every single character in this film except for the captain he's okay yeah he's he good okay. at acting he's like you know and, and in fact I, I watched this film with my fiance and, and she had this really good point of like one little plot element they could have they could have just had a little dialogue change that would have explained everything they're not an elite group of marines and joan dark is not the one that disobeyed the order the captain is and that's why he's here on phobos with all these shitty oh. marines all they would have had to do is make that little change yeah. that would have explained so much better. Uh, but yeah, instead you get this captain and after, you know, they've already had the space Marines fighting, you know, multitudes of demon possessed people and Joan Dark's done her moment where even though every space Marine takes, you know, five to 10 bullets to kill a demon, Joan Dark can just sort of kick them in the stomach and throw a knife at them and just slap them and they die. And, um, she becomes what's her face from resident evil. It, well, I mean, it's, it's a bit ridiculous. Cause like, <laughs> yeah, yeah like most of the demons are like running in front of live rifles, taking shot after shot and then just killing the guy. And Joan Dark's just sort of punching demons and throwing blades at them and they're scowls dead. At them. <laughs> and maybe I, I do think it maybe because she was wearing a cross oh. the film had a little bit of a there that was a kind of thing going where like, on like her, everything hope is given up and then she sees her reflection in this pool and then the yeah. hell world and it's like the cross like and she cuts back to her dying mom I guess yeah and it's like you have to have faith and I was like fuck you movie I was like this oh, has yeah. nothing to do with anything yes. if there's anything doom fans love it's connections to Christian religion stuff <laughs> she did yeah, have thank a good you for chainsaw that. 
scene. I did, the yeah. random chainsaw in the vat room? Yeah, yeah. Was like, the chainsaw that was there for the plumbing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this in this room? Why is there just a chainsaw hanging on the wall? Like, when is that ever yeah, needed utilitarian? Well, because he, 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 he scans the chainsaw and he goes, I thought this was a high-tech base. And they go, well, every base has plumbing. You okay, know, still doesn't explain the chainsaw. Oh, my God. Yeah. I missed that one. The wrench would have made more sense. <laughs> but so now you've got the captain. He's on the floor. All but about four demons are still left. And they come and, and, and he looks over. Oh, good. My crew's here to save me. But no, he makes the other decision. I should save them. So he shoots the door panel and it closes the door, locking them out. And then they get to see him get I killed. I had such a Superman moment, like when Pa Kent was getting eaten by a tornado and could have easily been saved by <laughs> Superman. Eaten by a tornado? Do you know <laughs> yeah, how he's like, <laughs> they eat, they consume. Um, but Pa Kent's just like, um, 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 no, no, soups. We can't let the world know you're Superman. I will go ahead and die right now. And that's like literally what happens in yeah. this movie. It's like, yeah. you could have been saved, you idiot. Yeah. yeah. I can imagine the conversation being like, look, we could save you. No, thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, it'd really be very easy. I just have to reach you. Like, I'm, I'm ready no, no. to get out of this movie now. I would like thank to exit. Yeah, I would yeah. like to exit the film. Please. Yeah. Please I've don't. been in here long enough. <laughs> I, I, I'm starting to regret this. I think I'm just going to shoot that panel and die. <sighs> so you find out by one of the doctors they save, his name is Dr. Malcolm Brett Ruger in the movie, that the whole reason this is even happening is that we're looking for places to colonize, I guess, because that whole trope that Earth is no longer sustainable or we're running out of room. And they came across these teleporters. There's only two, one to Phobos, one to Earth. At the beginning of the movie, they're testing the teleporter out and it's not just a straight line. You kind of go somewhere before you make it to the other end. Yes. Turns out to be hell. One of the scientists gets corrupted. He shows up and kills everybody in the in the, in the the facility. And yes. that's yeah. kind of what kicks off. So the, On Mars. Right. So they the, send from Earth to Phobos. Right. But you found out Dr. Malcolm somehow, apparently, successfully made it through the portal and is fine. Spoiler alert. He's not. He's, he's affected by the hell juice and he's dead or possessed or whatever. And then I was like, ooh, scientists versus Marines. We haven't seen this happen before. Um, no, so. definitely not. But yeah, he kind of <laughs> dumps all this info out to our remaining Marines. And this right here, and I have so many questions. I want everyone to chime in on this because this was his backstory. He goes, we, the earth, they came to us. And they gave us math. Uh, hold on, I wrote it down because That's this right. was so fucking bullshit. Okay. They gave us math, language, and science, and we evolved. And now they want what's rightfully theirs back. And I was like, first off, why give us all that stuff? Second off, what the hell do you mean? Like, it was. How do you take math back? <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you take. Arithmetic is ours they, again, they, they gentlemen. Earth, they wanted the earth back. And it was like, well, then why even put us here? Just leave it as it is, you know, and come back for it later, you know? Well, it's kind of like Prometheus, right? They no, came and, and no. made humans, and now they want us to die. No, I thought. No, that's different. That actually made sense because that was actually <laughs> like, okay, that was an experiment gone awry. We should have done that. We're going to. This group wanted to wipe it out. This group didn't because it was like military versus science. Anyway. Maybe, maybe they passed information, but they couldn't get. They needed us to build the portal. Didn't they say that? Like, no, the portals existed, though. They, we, we uncovered the portals. We didn't create these portals. But when she ends up in Hellverse, don't they say, like, oh, we've been waiting. We've been wanting to take over for 3,000 years. We just need needed somebody to do yeah. something with the portals. The, the doctor even explains that the portals were in just the right place that 
when we had the technology to get to Phobos, we would discover it and have the technology already to activate the portal. But if you gave us math, science, and language and like create, let us evolve to well, this point, you were already there. Why didn't you just fucking make these portals work? Here's the thing, too. Who gave us math and science? They. Demons. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other lesson of this film. Like math, the- science, and language is straight from the devil. Oh, Religious yeah, is-, is good. <laughs> math is devil work. Well, that's the thing is that like they went back what's theirs. I was like, so demons had the earth before us? Then why even put, again, why even put us there? I think you're asking way too many questions they had to get They had to get to us to give us the science, math, and language. Why not just stay? Like, hey, the door's open, boys. Like, you know, like, pack Hmm. up the car. Let's go. I I think I can explain this, actually. Because... They obviously hell is a little, you know, a little threadbare. Not a lot there. I mean, nobody had clothes. There was no buildings. We was, saw it. There was no yeah. red. It, there was, was, it yeah. looked like the opening scene from Guardians of the Galaxy. I expected to see Star-Lord like dancing through the opening scene yeah. when first get to hell. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a cave. So now when they reclaim what's theirs, they get all our Nintendos and houses and cars and all kinds of cool oh, stuff with it. They want us to furnish it. <laughs> I think oh. so. I think that might be what's going on. Yeah. It's like a furnished earth, please. I would love to see that movie of demons just going about normal human activities. (laughs) I want to see demons on Airbnb going, ooh, this one looks nice. Miami, what do you guys think? Two weeks? Or the demon realtor is like, "Uh, get out of the house. We're showing it to a a caca demon later. Really interested in buying this. (laughs) Oh, boy. Can we finish this movie? We're very close here. We're so close. So, um... They end up on the secret fourth level with the now, you know, turns out to be evil doctor. A shocking plot twist. Um, and what happens? The boyfriend dies, right? And then he turns the, the, the evil doctor turns the boyfriend into a zombie. So she's got to kill him and I felt nothing. Yeah, I didn't I like, really. Good. Also, Thank she you. knows that he's a zombie, that he's not himself. And yet she still is like, no, this isn't you. Like, just kill him. He's already dead. You saw him die. Like, oh, it's fine. You've seen 20 of these things today. Yeah. It's obviously not him anymore. Right, you're not going to talk <laughs> about it at a time. But yes. <laughs> but not- every movie's got to have that moment, right? When the two characters that are involved have to, you please wake up. Snap out of it. The good yeah. ones don't. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. yeah. You're not talking about of being a demon. You're right? already broken up. You've been broken up for a long time. Years at this point. And the thing is, is like, let it go. Right. <laughs> but ultimately she does kill him. Uh, and then she fights the doctor and she shoots him. And then he's like, what's he dead? Cannot die. And that was actually a cool effect. effect though, where he op- yeah. The doctor, the possessed doctor opens up his shirt. and He's got this like gaping, like yeah, staff infection thing. <laughs> <in his laughs> chest. Yeah. Um, Vagina chest. <laughs> and then she gets forced, force pushed. Yeah. Through like, the, when did he become a Jedi? Uh, he's a Sith for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets force pushed through a portal into hell. Um, Which is where we learn officially that between point A and point B, Phobos to Earth or Earth to Phobos, you go through this little like pit stop of hell (laughs) to get back through to the other portal. Well, I guess like, is there only two portals or I guess there's other ones on other planets and stuff like that? We we don't know that, but we do know when you, when you start out your trip through hell, you'll start a nice uh, room temperature pool (laughs) where you'll sort of swim to the top and get out and then be immediately dry within 30 seconds. Right. Well, it's warm in hell, but not uncomfortably warm. (laughs) Hell water isn't the same as earth water. Okay. It seemed to be 
pretty nice water, actually, <laughs> pretty water. according to the film. Super clear. Yeah. So, so you'll get out of a lovely little, you know, spring fed pool. A lot of pool men. And then, and then you'll walk through hell where a uh, demon version of a Bond villain will, will form <laughs> and explain his whole evil plot to you. Do you think she understood a word he was saying? No. Because it was all text on the screen, right? Yeah, it was subtitled. Speaking in oh. demon. I don't I, think Joan Dark understood a fucking word. She's I like, love what's that idea. Right? What's up with this demon? He just <laughs> yeah. shows up and he's just like, mew, mama. You're saying a lot of things right now. I don't understand a word. Am I your friend? Are you going to kill me? What's happening I have a hard time not being a smart ass. Like, go on. You don't say. Just like, look, asshole. I don't know your language. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I love the idea of her just being like, what is happening right now? <laughs> a handbook for the recently deceased pops up in front of her. So all these imp demons pop out, and this is the first time we've seen this many on screen, and this is where all the budget went. And she, like, super jumps over this fucking chasm, and she's, yeah. like, running for the teleporter in slow-mo. Well, she's all, she, and she's she all out the, of. She shoots the, yeah, the she, exposition demon with the BFG, and yeah. then it's out of juice after that. Right, which... If it was the video game, the whole room would be empty and she'd just nicely walk to the teleporter and that'd be the end of it. (laughs) But that's not how this gun works. She's got a potato gun. (laughs) She goes through the teleporter and she ends up at the other science lab. But she left something before she went through. She dropped a little little plasma grenade to make sure all the thousands of demon imps couldn't follow her, I guess. And so that... I thought those were reload canisters for the BFG. And when she first pulled like two of them off and chunked them, I was like... When did she get grenades? And I was like, oh, wait, that makes sense. They, do, the they do explain them earlier in yeah. the film. Yeah, there's a uh, whole scene like BFG and plasma yeah. grenades. But, but we at this point, we need something to allow her to go to the portal and talk to the doctors for five minutes or the, 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 the scientists on the other side. She has to talk to them for about five minutes. Back on Earth. So she throws a couple plasma grenades. That'll buy her time for a little more plot extending conversation when she gets to the other side before the demons. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "What? who are you? Where's Dr. Malbrook or whatever the fuck his name? is and they're like uh, he's dead oh well uh go ahead and something's coming through and she's like lock it down lock it down right. god damn it and it's like well your plasma grenades didn't work clearly well no they, they slowed him down right that's why that's why they weren't right behind her yes they that's, that's what i'm saying she threw a couple of grenades because she knew she was going to want to chat with the people on the other side gotcha, right and right. these scientists are uh some of the stupidest people in the movie so this unexpected marine comes through panic telling you shut this portal down yeah they're just like we're gonna have to sedate her i don't know what this nonsense is yeah uh, these these are people that are fully aware of the guy coming through all demony at the beginning right. of the yes. film, first um, of the film so they'd be like let's yeah. turn it off till we figure out what's happening they're just like listen woman we're gonna have to put you to sleep because you're acting crazy right now and say what you will for adrenaline and stuff like that also don't come through and be like just do this thing do this thing be like okay demons behind me confirmation shut it down i don't think they Give believe her piece. i probably not but i'm saying like like just more just yell more than just an instruction like give someone information to go with you know but yeah yeah because yeah, she well she she's like she who's in say, charge here yeah. and he's like oh i am and she's like militarily and he's like oh this isn't a military thing fucking smart ass she goes well it's about to be yeah we're just gonna have a little debate on yeah. who's in charge <laughs> and she looks fucked up so like if a, a beat up marine comes through your portal guess what maybe take decide of like that that can't be good yeah yeah i mean even if the guy didn't turn all demony in the beginning of the film this is the first interplanetary portal with demon symbols all over it you've ever found you might just be a little hesitant about just no leave it on it's all good oh excuse me sumerian uh runes whatever tommy bahama (laughs) shirt and a mai tai i'll catch you guys later i'll talk to you (laughs) then hey you guys will have no idea where i just was turn that thing off it's bugging me (laughs) (laughs) this is and this is this is unfortunately this is the part okay because 
because when she went to hell as a D, as a Doom fan, this is that was the point of the film where it looked the most like Doom. Mm-hmm. And you're going, Agreed. okay, we're here now. We finally we're having some Doomy things happening. And she comes through the portal and she's going, no, turn it off. Something's coming through. Please, please. And you're rubbing your hands going, it's going to be a hell baron. It's going to be a cyber demon. It's going to be a mancabus. It's going to be a cacodemon. Yeah, my list of everything that I was like, at yes. any point we're going to, because I thought the, the, the final thing that yeah. narrated to her, the exposition to her, I was like, ooh, this is going to be a cyber demon. Yes. Nope. It's credits. It's credits. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even show you. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like they finally got you on board. They showed you the uh, practically the box art for the film when all the demons are coming up the hill trying to get to her and and you're just, and, and so you're going, we're finally here it's doom it's like hollywood doesn't they just know go, why we no. like doom it's like they're like you know what they really love they just love sitting there with marines they love informational like yeah they ended the movie where it should have started mm-hmm. honestly yeah, we didn't need all that backstory of these one-dimensional characters if you're going to kill them off needlessly throughout the film well, we don't need any of that this is how the new doom game is and Kudos to you, Mark, for buying me this game because I almost passed on it when it came out. Doom twenty sixteen. Yes. Oh, dude, it's I so good. I almost passed on it because I was like, ah, it looks cool, but you know, like I've I've done this song and dance before. Holy shit, that game is amazing because you just get in there and it's like, hi, you're in a Doom suit. Shit's gone nuts. Things are going crazy. Get out there and start kicking ass. And as you do it, you uncover pieces of information that give you that backstory. You don't need 30, 40 minute intro and tutorial to basically be like, here's why you're actually on Mars. It's like, hey, Mars is fucked. You might want to get out there and do something about it. And just you start do. on Mars. Just, oh, yeah. yeah. And, it's all, and it's all entirely optional too. The game doesn't force it down your throat. It doesn't make you go through an unskippable cutscene. You just, you learn about the lore as you go, or you yeah. can choose to ignore it and guys, keep shooting shit. And as you're I'll, running I'll through the level, they're just voiceovering the backstory too. You don't have to stop and read it or anything. The moment for me when I knew... Doom was back and everything was going to be okay. When I first got that game in 2016, it was, there's, there's a part very early in the game after you put the suit on where you're in an elevator going to the next level and this voiceover comes on. It's, this, it's the evil antagonist guy and he starts explaining the plot to you. Oh, and, yes. and you watch as your hands reach out, grab the monitor that's talking to you and just rip it off the wall and throw it on the floor. <laughs> and you go, yes, okay, here's where we're at. It's time to get into this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're evil, you're here, cool, that's all I need to know. Yep. Next. So I've it got sounds like handled. we'd all recommend Doom 2016. Yes. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the thing about Good that time. game is like a third through the game, it's all like, all right, you've done your thing on Mars at the UAC, now get your ass to hell. Like half the game is in hell. Yeah. And it's like, yo, we're here to see hell. We're here to see like demons going crazy on Mars. And the next one that's coming out is like hell on earth. So like hell has basically become, or earth has become hell. It's been invaded by the demon world. Yeah. Yeah. So again, they get what we're here for. This crazy hellish landscape that some badasses has got to like trance through and just do what he's got to do. And Doom Annihilation doesn't get that. Doom 2005 does not get that. The Hollywood doesn't understand why we want to see these films. We don't want a rehash of Alien. Mm-hmm. We don't want to watch just mindless marine jarhead jargon. We want to see demons more than we want to see zombies. And yeah. give it to us. Should we be trying to make video game based movies? It can happen. I, I, I would say the closest thing I've had to the feeling of doom in a film in recent years is Double Mandy. Dragon. No, Mandy. Oh. <laughs> Mandy, because you, you've you got the plot laid out very quickly in the beginning. 
And then with very minimal dialogue moving forward, you've just got this gauntlet of fighting and killing and uh, terror and monsters, and it's it's brutal and it's hardcore, and you're and you're getting injured and hurt, and you know, and you just watch Nicolas Cage advance through this crazy gauntlet of different challenges and monsters, basically, and that's that's the that's the skeleton for a Doom movie. Yeah, no, I, and Mandy's fucking awesome. Love you heard movie. it here, folks. Mandy's a better Doom movie than any Doom movie that exists. <laughs> <laughs> Nicolas Cage in a Doom movie. I'm okay with Let's that. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Well, it sounds like we'd all not recommend Doom Annihilation. Is that correct? Oh, Is I, there anything worth compared watching? To, compared to watching anything else, no. Having to choose between the two Doom movies, I'd say Annihilation over the Rock one. Or, you know what? Let's someone out there mash these two movies together. Edit them into a cohesive tight hour wow. 30 and make this shit happen. I dread that. Yeah, I please do not don't. want any of that. <laughs> but you can do it. That's your choice to do with your time, listeners. Well, what did you think of Dune Annihilation? Let us know on our social media. You can find more at thegravetalk.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And Matt, where can we find your podcast, The Grindhouse Podcast? Uh, yeah, uh, same here. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, all the gr- places where podcasts are found. Uh, we have new episodes every Monday. Uh, so uh, keep a lookout for that. We'll shoot a link on our social media so you guys can check it out. Garrett, do you have any announcements you want to make about uh, upcoming stuff for us? Uh, we actually, uh, as of the first of the year, well, actually, as of a little bit after the first of the year, probably into February, we might be going to a different uh, release schedule. Uh, we're looking into that to kind of make sure that we have time for to bring you the quality you deserve. We're also going to be kind of looking at revamping some of the website, a little bit of a visual overhaul, adding the merch section, officially going live with that. We have a couple Grave Talk t-shirts that we, I think we should be good to go by around the first of the year uh, for those. And then just a couple of uh, changes to, you know, some things we're doing. So just look for those. Uh, we'll have announcements on our social media about that as they go live. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Let us know what you think of Doom Annihilation on our social media. See you next time. <laughs>